0: It's time
2: for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears Up! What's up, everybody? Thanks for hanging out with us today on Ears Up Podcast. We have a good show for you, as usual. We are going to be going through D23. All the fun stuff that's going to be happening on D23 this weekend starts tomorrow. That means I have to edit this tonight for it to be relevant. Wow, <laughs> yeah, yeah. hello. Yeah, but you know what? I, I feel like we need to do it. I'm excited for D23. Honestly, I think it'll be really cool. Um, you know, as much as I give uh, Bob Iger a lot of flack for just buying, you know, Marvel and just buying cool stories, I, I'm, I'm okay with it when it comes time for, like, knowing what's happening soon, you know? And, and the more, the more the Marvel Cinematic Universe sort of drags on... You know we're going to be ending phase four and getting into five and six soon, and it's like
1: I don't even know what the, any of that means. Yeah,
2: I was like, good, well, we'll talk a little bit about it, but it's like, good lord, why we we have so much stuff? But now it's like, okay, fine. If I stick with something long enough, I'll get into it and I'll want to learn about it. And so that's where we are. We're sort of in like the weeds with some of these MCU characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 kind of on board now.
1: Well, I think they're taking some of these like uh, these characters that I mean, okay, let's be honest, I don't know any of the characters. Superman, I suppose. Uh, Wait, that's the wrong thing. You're you're kidding, right? (laughs) No, I actually wasn't. I meant Spider Man, though.
2: (laughs) My favorite MCU character is Superman. (laughs) Absolutely. But not the Joker.
1: No, but like how they're bringing in that 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 show that we watched. I can't think of the name of it. Moon Knight. Mm, that one, but there's the that's other one. That's a
0: good one. example. Yeah, Loki.
1: No, the, well, that one's good too. But <laughs> the, the,
0: the Mandalorian. No, the
1: teenage girl. Boba Fett. The teenage girl with Miss Marvel. With, with the ice, yeah, Miss Marvel. Yeah. I really liked that, and that's like a super. It seems like a very random Marvel character.
2: Yeah, I think they're just you know going
0: down the list.
1: Yeah, I kind of like it. You
2: know, All
0: but right. at least she's newer in the comics. Uh, mm. As I mean, Moon Knight is a total '90s guy. Yeah. Like okay. that's that's a deep dive.
2: Oh, we're gonna talk deeper dives than that too. Ooh. Yeah, I was surprised because in doing research for what the panels are gonna be about, we're gonna be talking a little about what you know what they're about, and then um, sort of what maybe things that we might expect from these panels. Okay, some of them or most of them are just like standard convention stuff. Like literally, here's Caesar Milan. Okay, <laughs> we're not really gonna to get too much out of him, but there's a lot of you know what's coming up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, maybe what's coming up for the parks, what's coming up for Star Wars. So we're talking about that and talking about what we can look forward to and then maybe what we would want to see at these. Cool. Because they don't really say specifically, hey, be Bev. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Except that I can't <laughs> just be-
2: yawning in the mic.
1: Well, because I hurt my back yesterday throwing yeah. um, water balloons at you. Okay. I um.
2: Wow. I can't, yeah.
1: I can't actually breathe all the way in. So well,
2: that's what happens. I can't
1: fully yawn. What have really we learned annoying. from
2: this lesson? Nothing. What's the lesson we have learned today? <laughs>
1: <laughs> to get closer to you when I'm going to throw one at yeah, you?
2: Yeah, do that. <laughs> Please do. Man, I'll tell you, if you guys are watching on YouTube, I, I just I want to apologize right now because I'm wearing a tank top and I don't want to intimidate anybody. Um, but, you know, in, in case I you know inadvertently flex really hard when I reach for a knob or something like that, you know, give directions to the beat. No, it's it's, oh, hot. it's literally eighty five in the studio. You have to turn all the fans off because for some reason I care more about audio quality than comfort. <laughs> And um, it's brutal. Like, I'm just I'm, I have arm sweat already. <laughs> so this is going to be a good show.
0: But at least those guns are out and the sun is not. This so is So that saying is wrong.
2: That saying is wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, normally it's, there's a city or wide ordinance that when the sun's down, the guns have to go away. But, you know, not me. <laughs> That's California for you. Not me, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I said, we have a great show for you today, but before we get to it, of course, I want to thank our travel partner, Concierge. Ears. You can go to Concierge.com right now and plan your next vacation. You go to Disneyland, you go to Disney World, maybe go on the cruises, whatever you want to do. Concierge Ears is going to be there for you and they will help you from, from takeoff to landing. They'll plan everything. They'll book everything for you. When you get to the parks, they'll plan reservations for you. They'll book reservations for you. They'll teach you how to use Disney Plus. No, G- Disney Genie Plus. That's what it is. It might teach you how to use Disney Plus too, because <laughs> could. yeah. Why not? You know, sometimes, man. We turn the TV on today for hours after school, and uh, we have a uh, uh, the Nvidia Shield, like a streaming, you know, thing. So instead of channels, it's apps. You know, it's like a smart TV. Yeah, yeah, but it's like an independent, you know, thing, right? And uh, Taryn turns it on and, like, you know, all the apps are up there. And she goes, Disney Plus! <laughs> and, like, puts her arms in the air and, like, falls, like, rolls back on the couch and, like, kicks her legs up and goes, Disney Plus! I'm like, what are you... Bro. Well,
1: and the weirdest part is she didn't want to watch anything on Disney Plus, so... Yeah,
2: no, we were watching, we were getting uh, Paramount Plus to watch Peppa Pig. <laughs> but... I mean, that's brand loyalty. That's good. I like that. <laughs> yeah. She's seen Peppa Pig. Oh my She's God. probably run through all, what, like, seven or eight seasons at least three times.
1: It's obsessive
2: and just really will not watch anything else. She just wants to watch Peppa Pig.
0: (laughs) Don't don't let her know about the new uh, Peppa Pig. Isn't 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 there a new it's Legoland Orlando where they have a Peppa Pig. Oh, really? Oh, God. And saying Peppa Pig a lot is, and that's good enunciation. I'm, I'm liking this. Yeah, it's going to be great uh, I, I for audio. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, you can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, not Pinterest. Let me delete that because Bev no longer does that. <laughs> um, TikTok or something. I don't know. YouTube Shorts. We're, sure. We're, we're places, man. We're, we're doing some stuff. We're also over on Discord. And uh, the link to the Discord channel is always going to be in the show notes on YouTube or, you know, in the in the post um, on our website. But I just started a new channel on Discord for the Ears Up Book Club.
1: Yeah. Apparently
2: there are readers amidst uh, in our midst. Who knew? Not me tell so, you that
1: so we're starting a book club and i don't actually know what that means and i'm not promising i can actually commit to it but it sounds fun
2: yeah is it gonna because so far right now it's just like you guys you sort of feeling each other out and seeing what kind of genres everyone's into it or but it, eventually are you guys going to be reading the same books and i think so. discussing it or like an like an actual book club or it's just like where people hang out and and brag about how many you know
1: i'd like to read the same book as somebody else i think that yeah. that's it's fun when you finish a book and you can talk about it so
2: you want me to stop writing books for you that's (laughs) i'd love to read a book that's actually published and not (laughs) not fan fiction that you make me read jason (laughs) all the information taryn actually knows just comes from me writing my writings my vast
0: writings so that's what you do with your time
2: yeah and i'm like the like the library of alexandria except it still exists
1: (laughs) oh well, one of the books that I'm reading is by a Greek guy and like literally every page has the word Greek, talks about Greece, yeah. talks about myths, like everything yeah. is Greece. And I'm like, God, did Jason write this thing? Yeah. Like, it's so annoying. Yeah. But it's a really good book.
2: It's called Olive Oil. <laughs> the best stuff comes from Greece. <laughs> That's going to be my memoir. My memoir title will be Olive Oil. you best stuff but, comes but from Greece. But you've
1: never so. even been to Greece
2: hey man you know what when uh when you're greek you're your family or something like that yeah
0: okay you can I've support seen that somewhere yeah,
2: yeah, right. you can support the show go to Etsy.com slash shop slash buy some shirts and you know whatever we got for sale over on in the old coveyors shop I, I did I put it up i think I put it up i put up a um we have a churro pirate shirt with like uh like a skull of a, oh, a with a skull with skull ears right and like churro cross churros underneath. I uh, made a flag of that nice. and put it on the Etsy store. So if you want to fly the, the, the churro freak flag, you can do that. Oh, you know what we should Support have on?
1: Remember the, that bloody castle logo we did for the Halloween episode that time? Yeah. We should have that on a shirt.
2: People keep asking for those and I, I forget. Man. I forget. You know, I could, we could do that. If you give me a high-res enough <laughs> image, I could do it tomorrow and post it.
1: Yeah. Like the problem is like literally it's not a high res thing. Like it's right. It's it, so, suck. it's yeah. so bad. But maybe that that'll be the charm of, the of it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Maybe it'll be the charm.
1: I don't know. We'll see. I'll see what I can dig up. Yeah.
2: Um, and of course will as always, you can go to patreon.com slash ears up and support us sub for as little as five bucks a month and you get the secret show and a bunch of other shows. And uh, you know, you get uh, Etsy discounts depending on your level. So we're trying to give back a little bit for you helping, keeping us on the air. Uh, Bev is not here tonight. Bev is camping, I think, or something. She's doing something. Actually, she might even be in Disneyland. I can't really remember. Um, but she's not here. So it's gonna be a good show. Oh, rude. Whoa. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. She will be missed, of course. And I think she's even gonna miss the next show. Bev is basically Jeez. gone this whole month. Yeah. Jeez. I know she's camping next, like, in two weeks.
1: But That's we do have what do we our have? Halloween episode coming up. And um, Yeah. yeah, I'm very excited about it.
2: I should probably start on it. Um, I also, I think the first episode in October is going to be the original design for the Haunted Mansion.
1: Oh, yeah, I think so.
2: The idea for the Haunted Mansion on storyboard and whatever. Because it's very, very different from what it is now. Yeah. So I think that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and then we'll do spooky stories. We're trying to get Terrence still for it. Yep. Do you think it's going to happen?
1: He told me that he booked it. That mm. it's, it's on his calendar. We I moved the date for him to be here. Um, so, so it's I- like...
2: The last seven years of our history.
1: I know. Yeah. I know. So I'm, I'm not holding my breath on it, but no, I'm, I'm hoping that he's going to be here. It'd be fun to have a full house. And it's, it's my favorite episode we ever do. So,
2: yeah, I like it, too, man. The flag is not up. RGH is telling me the flag is not up. I repeat. Oh, boy. The flag Uh-oh. is not up. All right. Well, I'll look at that at the break or something like that, because I do want to put it up. I think it's funny. Did I not do it. You should put See, the, not... your,
1: your shirt that you're wearing now. That would be a cool flag, too.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm wearing the Pirates and Mansion um, tank top. Oh, yeah, so I you, should. too, can look this good. <clears throat> I'm saying about... get Cat, stop. Come
0: here.
1: Cat <laughs> just fell between the wall and the uh, table.
0: Bro. Oh, these things happen. Yep. And uh, now we can watch the rescue effort. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like baby Jessica from the well. <laughs> oh, my okay. God.
1: That still haunts my nightmares. <laughs> That was like a very I,
0: specific generational thing. It is. And yeah. I
1: remember it so vividly that I am terrified of, of ground grates.
2: I'm terrified of <laughs> wells.
1: Wells. Like, yeah. I guess it was a well, but I always imagined it as it's a, a as well. a great.
2: Mm, Cause there well, was a
1: grate at the park that great. I went
2: to. Oh, sure. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, let's jump into it. Everybody. This is all we're really going to talk about. It's going to be a short show. Cause again, it's it's just hot. It's just hot. <laughs> and that's it. But, uh, The most important news coming out right now is about D23. So we are going to be talking about D23. We're going to mention all of the panels that are going to be happening this weekend. And then call out the ones that will be streaming. Okay. So if you can't go to D23, you can watch the stream on the D23 YouTube page or at their website. And you can also get updates from their Facebook and Twitter accounts, which is nice, too. So if you can't maybe get to a TV or a a computer or whatever, your smartphone or any sort of like now, it's just impossible to avoid streaming anything. But if you can't. True. Uh, the D23 Twitter account, I guess, will post live updates and stuff like that.
1: Do you have to be a D23 member or a paid member to see these things?
2: Probably not a paid member. I don't know if you need to be a, like a free member. I don't know that. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. I guess we'll find out tomorrow. Yeah. we're about to get a, a lot of new free uh, member people signing up. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Something like that. Okay, let's run that. We never really talked, Eric, about how we want to like work this. I, I guess I'm just no, gonna read. <laughs> I'm just gonna read down the list, and we'll just talk about them. I guess. Let's sure. Let's
0: let's do that. And then I've got a list of uh, my my own personal predictions for the Parks panel based okay. on our of scouring message boards looking for crazy rumors. I love it. Nice. I
2: love it. Okay. So the very first. Uh, you know, panel or whatever is going to be Friday in Hall D23. Now there's five stages at this thing, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Wow. There's a lot. It's a big thing. There's a lot going on. This one will be live streamed. It starts at 1030 in the morning. It's the Disney Legends Award Ceremony. And we talked, I think, on the oh, news yeah. a couple of shows ago or whatever about the people who are going to be. You know, granted access to being, yeah, to be in the legend. Here's the description from D23. It says the ultimate Disney fan event presented by Visa will kick off Friday with a fantastic spectacle that includes the Disney Legends Award Ceremony. Disney CEO Bob Chapek will give fans an early look at Disney 100 Years of Wonder, an extraordinary celebration 100 years in the making. During the incredible opening event, which will also feature musical performances, special guests, and surprises for the audience, including a special performance by cast members from Disney on Broadway's production of Aladdin and the Lion King and the North American tour of Frozen. The Disney Legends Award is given to an individual who has made an extraordinary contribution to the Disney legacy. And this year's honorees include Anthony Anderson, Kristen Bell, Chadwick Boseman, Robert Coltrane, Patrick Dempsey, Robert Price, Jonathan Groff, Don Hahn, Josh Gad, Doris Hardoon, Adele Dezim. <laughs> I think my superpower is is reading Adina Menzel and instantly <laughs> saying Adele Dazeem without really. Yeah, anyway, it's pretty good. So that sounds cool, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I would watch that a lot going on. I just the only, there's only like four of those people that really deserve this. I don't really think that voicing a character. I've always said that. So I, yeah. I guess I don't really care anymore. Still on the same hall. So I think that's how I organized it. And hopefully it doesn't throw anybody. So this is still Friday Hall D23 from 330 to 530. A studio showcase day one. Celebrate the magic of Disney and Pixar. They say, join Disney Studios for an all-star look at what's coming up in theaters and on Disney Plus from Disney's iconic Walt Disney Animation Studios and Pixar Animation Studios, as well as its namesake motion picture group behind such recent hits as Cruella, Jungle Cruise, and Chippendale Rescue Rangers. That is not being
0: live streamed. Have you seen the, the Chippendale movie
2: yet? No, I didn't even really know it was out.
0: I've heard it's really good. I I have a few friends who said, I mean, it's a a clever concept. They work in a lot of weird references. It's the the sort of humor that works today where everything's self-referential and Mm. they recognize that they were cartoon characters in the 90s and that sort of thing.
2: Okay, cool. That's interesting. Okay, yeah, I could get behind that. I don't really know what that studio day one is going to be, I guess. I mean, It's just a reflection on the things that have happened already?
1: Well, a lot of these panels are just like to explain what's going on in the company, right? So I guess studio day one is just things that are happening at the studio.
2: But see, it also sort of echoes a lot of the other panels, which is sort of why I'm confused. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Eric?
0: Uh, That's kind of the conference uh, or convention. Not conference. This isn't a business. This is a convention. We have fun here. That's right. (laughs) Um, How dare you? Yeah, I mean, if they're saying it's the the motion picture group behind these hits. And you're like, oh, I liked Cruella and Jungle Cruise. <laughs> I'd like to see what else is coming. Right. I don't know that they're going to announce a whole lot right now uh, at that one. I don't think so either. Magic. Right, that's what I'm just going to talk about stuff.
2: Yeah, I think so, too. And I have no idea what they're going to talk about, but it'll be fun, I guess, if, if we were there. But that's not going to be streamed either. Um, mm. On the premiere stage at 1045 in the morning to 1145, The Simpsons. Join us for a fun chat with the cast and creatives of this iconic show. That's a Just a one sentence, you know, little thing. They don't care about Simpsons. No. No one cares.
1: Well, they must care enough to give them a spot, I guess.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess they sort of have We've to. It's the hour. longest yeah. running. It's like the longest running animated, you know, show in TV history or something like that, you know?
0: Yeah. We can see Tess McNeil and... Dan Castellaneta from very far away. I mean, that's fun. right? I've
2: never done one of those panels before. I've never been to a, to a convention like this, where it's a room full of. Well, I guess that's not entirely true, but um, yeah, sitting on a panel like that, I've never, I've never done it. But I would do a Simpsons. I would go to a Simpsons one. That sounds pretty fun. Yeah. And I wish, th- I wish they were live streaming the whole thing. I would pay for the whole thing, you know, because it's free or whatever, you know, to to see the ones that are. They pick and choose which ones are going to be live streamed, but. I would watch a Simpsons panel. Yeah. It, that sounds like a ton of fun. Why?
0: That's, yeah. Why wouldn't they do that at some point? I mean, they, they're charging a lot for people to go there. Why wouldn't they charge like $10? It, they could get away with $10 less and you could just watch it from home. They could get away
2: with $20 more. And then people That's would buy it. Oh, for sure. Well, I mean, because think about it. It's, it. All these tickets are sold out already. Yeah. So if you're just either hearing the show or you can't make it or, you know, you don't want to make it. You know what I mean? Like me, mm-hmm. um, you could just live stream. You're paying a little extra. Why not? I don't care. I would do it. I
1: think that this is going to be a new trend, but I hope that it is where we can pay to watch things that you otherwise would see live, like concerts and things like that. Like, I, yeah, I agree. Not that I don't want to go to concerts. I do. But maybe I want to see a concert that's on the East Coast and I can't get there. And I'm not going to go to the East Coast just for a concert. So, yeah, I'd love to watch it on TV if I could.
2: Yeah, I think be, I think they would rule. Also on the premiere stage, this one will be live streaming. And I think this is the first one that we can really dive into here. The Disney and Marvel Games Showcase from 1 to 2.30. I'm interested in this. Hmm. Gamers Unite. Uh, It says, tune in to the Disney and Marvel Games Showcase for announcements, trailers, and reveals for new and upcoming games from Disney, Pixar, Marvel, uh, Lucasfilm, and 20th Century Studios. So I was trying to figure out, maybe what games are sort of in the pipeline for the, these companies, the Disney, the Disney umbrella, right? Yeah. Spider-Man 2, I know, is coming. They're working on that. And uh, insiders online are saying gameplay will be announced, quote, soon. But I think mm. that D23 being this weekend is a good indicator that close could possibly be this weekend. I would love to see gameplay from Spider-Man 2. I didn't play Spider-Man 1 or any of the Spider-Man games, but you know, the more I see content from it the more kind of like well yeah that looks looks kind of fun i don't know like i said i think i'm sort of getting more into like the superhero you Mm. know movie thing or whatever because they are you know done pretty well
1: you look upset with yourself i'm
2: conflicted (laughs) i'm confused i don't know where to go
1: it's okay to just like things
2: is it i don't know
1: (laughs) yeah it is
0: i don't know i've heard it's good (laughs) i I don't have a playstation so i don't i don't know you should get one
2: Mm. get one you can write it off as long as you talk about it on the show
0: Oh, there we go.
2: Um, the only thing we know right now about Spider Man two is that uh Craven and Venom are the villains of the game. Graphics on this are supposed to be amazing, no pun intended, guys. And the gameplay looks more like cutscenes than traditional gameplay. Now those are kind of comments that are taken from people who are working on the game, and they're they're blown away by how great the graphics look on this. So it should be really great. Uh, you know, I, I know that all the Spider Man games have been pretty good the last few years, so I'm pretty excited about it. That's what I think we're going to be seeing. I think we're going to be seeing some Spider-Man 2 gameplay. That will be awesome. Yeah. There's another game coming out called Marvel's Midnight Suns. And this game has much more info on it. It even has like a a website already. Oh, wow. But it would be cool to see some gameplay from it. There's really no gameplay in it. Uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns is an upcoming tactical role-playing game developed by Firaxis Games in collaboration with Marvel Games. It will feature comic book characters from multiple Marvel Comics properties, such as Midnight Suns, Avengers, X-Men, and Runaways. Players will be able to create their own superhero named The Hunter with choice of, of over 40 different powers. That's pretty deep. That's a pretty robust character build right there.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a
0: lot. That's yeah. too
1: much for me personally. But
0: <laughs> Did you ever play City of Heroes, the MMO? Uh-uh um it was a like a generic build your build your superhero MMO and there were certain power sets but it was basically like build a Wolverine type character build a character that can fly build a large Hulk like tank ki- you know, sort of character yeah. it didn't have that many things but it, it was cool to do it, there were a lot of visual things you could do um just it, making your character look like somebody cool and it was it was more fun to create a character and go through the opening missions than it was to actually play the game where it was a lot of running around (laughs) and trying to climb buildings and like punch guys off of roofs um (laughs) that's awesome But yeah they had significantly fewer than 40 powers It, it was very basic character archetypes
2: that sounds cool man uh the playable roster of superheroes includes iron man captain america wolverine spider man scarlet witch Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, Blade, which I often forget. Blade is a Marvel guy. Yeah. Blade. Yeah. Like, you know, the Wesley Snipes uh, where he's a vampire hunter. Yeah. yeah. And he's actually show. Yeah. He's actually showing up in a couple things now. That's what I mean. That's how deep he's he's Hmm. coming back. He's coming back, Hmm. man. Uh, Ghost Rider, which I didn't see the movie because I don't really not really a Nicolas Cage fan, but whatever. Uh, Someone called Magic and then someone called Nico Minoru.
0: Oh, Oh, from Runaways. Okay. Okay. there you go. Yeah, yeah.
2: I guess there is a gameplay from it. But, you know, I was on the Midnight Sun's website. I didn't see any
0: gameplay. So,
2: you know, I don't know. I think RGH is in the chat trying to troll me. (laughs) Uh, Marvel's Wolverine. They're doing a standalone Wolverine video game. So not only is Wolverine going to be in Midnight Suns, but he's going to get his own video game. But that release date is yet to be determined. And we might see that being announced here at D23 as well. I love a Wolverine story. He's next to the Punisher. He's like my favorite, you know, Marvel character. Always love Wolverine. I think he's rad. I'm very excited about this game. There's no gameplay on it at all that I could see. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe there is. I, I missed it. A few months ago, Marvel released a uh, like a teaser trailer. It's like a 30 second teaser. It's a cutscene. you know, graphics quality. And it's just like this empty it's a bar. And it's been just thoroughly trashed. There's clearly a fight and it's like a slow push in. And then, you know, there's like, you know, bodies laying everywhere and it cuts. And there's uh, someone who you, clearly is Logan sitting at the bar. He's a cowboy hat on his, you know, hands are all bloody and someone gets up from the floor, pulls out a knife. And then you cut back to, to Logan, his hands are at the bar and then drinking his hands and his little knives come out of his fist. And that's it. Like, that's the only, that's the only <laughs> aspect we've seen, hmm. but there's a lot going on in there. So, Maybe we'll see a release date for there. Uh, apparently, Marvel's focus has been more on Spider-Man 2 uh, rather than Wolverine. So they want to finish Spider-Man 2, get that out, because Spider-Man is sort of like the hot, the hot ticket now. You know, he's had more movies recently than a than Wolverine has. So yeah. we might not actually see Wolverine, I'm guessing, until like 2024. Hmm. But hopefully they'll announce all of this uh, Friday, I think is what this is.
1: Okay.
2: All right. Cool. Uh, the Indiana Jones game. Sort that sort of
1: sounds great.
2: I think it sounds great, too. I have no idea what it's going to be, uh, you know, uh, modeled after, if it's going to be more like of an uncharted sort of, you know, aspect or what. Again, there's not much really known about it. Uh, Bethesda Studios, who are making this game, they did release a 30 second teaser trailer back in January that revealed not really a whole lot, <laughs> actually. Um, it's based like a slow pan over what we presume is uh, Dr. Jones's desk. There's like books and a map and a Mm -hmm. typewriter and, you know, his hat and whatever. So there's lots of stuff there we'd expect to see. Uh, There's a passport is his hat and and he pulls up his hat and the whip is underneath it. But a lot more intriguing than that are what appears to be a plane ticket to Rome and the date 1937. So that date places the game's timeline between the events of Raiders of the Lost Ark and the Last Crusade. So it's in the first trilogy somewhere in there. From the date and location, we can expect Italian fascist leader Benito Mussolini to merit at least a mention in the game, because I think around that time was when Mussolini came back from Germany, like solidifying his partnership with with the Germans, with the Nazis. So that might happen. And we all know that Indiana Jones loves to punch Nazis. (laughs) And the notes on the desk also hint at links to the Vatican and the U.S. government. The books on the uh, the books on show are Ancient Circles, Myths That Made and Forbidden Stones. Rome isn't exactly short on ruins or history of myths and legends for the game to pull from. But the links to the Vatican suggest Indy could once again be on the trail of a holy relic. Those stories
0: work out well. I mean, yeah, they kind of do. Yeah. And Indiana Jones games, I I only remember playing. I'm sure there were more, but I only remember playing two and I loved them. One was a point and click. um, uh, What was it? something about Atlantis? um, That was a, a more adventure game that was amazing. And that was back in the early 90s. And then there was a later one that was more of an adventure game that does kind of channel that. uh, Well, pre-channeled the uh, (laughs) Uncharted vibe. Oh, okay. uh, That ended up. I can't remember the name of that game either, but you ended up essentially kicking off. It was inadvertently well i guess it was very advertent that that's the way they designed it but you didn't realize it going in it led directly into the opening scenes of temple of doom where he's in that that chinese nightclub the the club obi-wan oh wow um like the last scenes of the game are him getting into the club and he's got that diamond you realize as you're going you're like oh wait this is the diamond <laughs> from from that movie, that's cool, um, and it was it was super fun. they were, yeah, very uncharted, and I could see them doing even better. I, I love those those uncharted games. They're Fantastic. they're not difficult, and they're they're so well done.
2: Yeah, they really are. I saw the movie. Did you see the Uncharted movie? With yes. Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? Before um, I before I, I opened my kimono,
0: I, I did fall asleep during a portion of it. It was <laughs> terrible. Awful. It had some of the cool elements like that time where he's in the plane and all the crates are out there and they're, yes. they're attached on a cord. Yeah. That amazing sequence. That was fun to see. But yeah, it didn't really uh, grab me. It was know. very bad.
2: Tom Holland was fine, but it was sort of just like watching Spider-Man is because he was doing like the same sort of, you know, parkour, uh, yeah. whatever. Um Oh, God, I can't even remember. I can't even remember the guy uh, who was his like friend. So who played Sully? Mark
0: Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg oh. with a mustache. Awful. The mustache did a lot of heavy lifting on that movie. But that's about all that did heavy lifting.
2: <laughs> it was terrible. Mark Wahlberg was was more boring than usual. It was just anyway, a terrible movie. Fantastic game. Uncharted 4. One of the better games I've ever played. Where are you going, Taryn? Oh, OK. Hey, she's you get upset.
0: She she really loved that movie. She's out. <laughs>
2: Our friends at the 21st Amendment Brewery welcomed the warmer weather with the release of their brand new hoppy pilsner, Coaster Pills. With a label that depicts a magical portal into an amusement park of flavors, Coaster Pills has a good time around every turn. Coaster Pills is wonderfully clear and bright with a beautiful straw color and tight white bubbles. It has a snappy flavor with crisp lines and wonderful citrus tropical hoppy flavors and aromas. Plus, at 5.4% ABV, it'll help you coast right through your day like only the 21st Amendment can. Coast your pills, as well as our summertime favorite Hell or High Watermelon Wheat, are available wherever you find great craft beer. Yeah. I don't know, man. I like, uh, I like that they're doing video games of Indiana Jones. Thinking about that more during the, during the commercial there for a second.
0: I like it. Uh, it's a great property. Why not expand the universe a little bit more? Yeah. We've got books and comic books of Star Wars and all that other stuff and then plenty of video games. We don't have enough about Indiana Jones other than the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, which was one of my favorite shows for a while. <laughs> I never saw any of it. Oh, really? Yeah. It was great. It's every episode started out this kid is talking to an old man at the mall who turns out to be <laughs> this very ancient indiana jones who's got an eye patch and he's in a wheelchair <laughs> great uh it's fantastic and then they've got a young kid who's going around doing like basic 80s sitcomy you know adventure stuff but uh it, it, i love that they're they're talking to somebody in the present day and they're like no this guy in the 80s or 90s or whenever it was he would be super old and uh yeah i i always i always loved watching that show i th- did it come out on sundays or might have been one of those those sunday blocks um, I wish I could help you on that. Yeah. Well, obviously you, you can't cause you don't, you don't remember <laughs> No, yeah, I have no idea. But yeah, they, the conceit that the entire show was being told by an elderly Indiana Jones, who's just telling his stories over and over. That's cool. I love it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I really hope for the game that they don't, you know, sort of make it a run and gun kind of a thing. Cause that's not really indie style. I feel like if you're going to make an indie game, it's more about, you know, him having dumb luck. But also, uh, you know, I don't know, just using his his wits to get out of certain situations. So maybe like a lot of puzzles, or like timing and jumps, or like something like that, like jump puzzles yeah, some, maybe or something. Some
0: whip jump puzzles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be cool.
2: Um, anyway, we're still on Friday, everybody. What do you think of Uh-oh. that? The next thing to be uh, live streamed is the D twenty three Expo Mouse Carade two thousand twenty two from six p.m. to seven thirty. And the description is as follows. The ultimate Disney costume contest returns to D23 Expo. Join host Nina West and guest judges Yvette Nicole Brown, Ashley Eckstein and Ali Mackey as we showcase the most magical makes and quintessential creations of the Disney cosplay fan universe. That's okay. That's cool. I mean, you know, it's a cosplay thing. Yeah, it's cosplay. I'm I'm. Glad that the cosplayers are going to get live streamed. I think that's good for the cosplay.
1: Yeah, I want to watch that.
2: Well, I think it could be fun. When is that? Friday, 6 p.m. Oh. Did oh.
0: did you see at the last D20? I think it was the last D23. The, one of the costumes that completely blew me away was this person who was in a Tekka costume and then rapidly changed into Tefiti from Moana. Oh, like, cool. No, I didn't. Changed from the lava monster into Tefiti. Wow. Absolutely stunning.
1: That's cool. It's a good and this idea. this is what
0: cosplayers are. That this is why it can't be that level of cosplayer.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Jason was floored by that. Yeah. yeah.
2: I know. <laughs> Just not gonna think. Yeah, it'd be fun to get my my nephew Anthony on talk about uh, or to watch the, the the cosplay. He's he's that kind of guy. He's been working for like a year on this big design. I forget what it even is. Uh, but it's, it's like big big wings. Mm. and it has its own like kickstand so you can like put them on and take them off and it's like a 20 foot wingspan and he's building because i don't actually really know if i can like carry it (laughs) like i need to have spotters (laughs) with me
1: well and it has a whole like body armor like chain body armor that he did all of the links to
2: he's wild like
1: he's crazy cosplayers
2: can be just insane
1: But also I get that like he wants it to be exactly the way I don't even know what it is, but exactly the way it looks and the thing. He's
2: told me like 12 times. I have no idea. (laughs) Uh, Okay, moving stages, the backlot stage. We're going to get an inside look at the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. Ah, the sea, right? Yeah, that's right. Taryn, good job. Uh, 1030 a.m. That's uh, what's happening. An inside look at the continuing development of the Society of Explorers and Ventures, what it means at Disney parks and how these stories continue to grow. While Disney Imagineers are joined by author Julie Kagawa to talk about her f- Kagawa, excuse me, cat- <laughs> Kagawa, geez, uh, to talk about her first two books in a series of novels that tie into the lore of sea. Now, is that from Tokyo Disney Sea, Eric? Where is the Society of Explorers? Or is it a Disney World thing?
0: It's that concept that um, is kind of attributed to Joe Rody that ties together the parks around the world. There's more of a presence in Tokyo than okay. anywhere else. But it ties back to the uh, Adventurers Club, um, which I talked about many, many moons ago on, on this show. Yeah. And it's something that it kind of goes on and off where they. Try to bring in like, hey, uh, Barnabas T. Bullion is the guy who owns the mining company that delved too deep. And that's why we have these haunted trains at. Um,
2: it happens, man.
0: Yeah. You know, it. Yeah. they've just got stuff all over the place. It's even at the the cruise line. Mary Oceaneer has it basically is named after the, the kids club there or the kids club is named after her. Have yeah, you so read it, any of the books? I have not. I don't know. There are. Yeah, I, I I have not gone into that at all. But, I mean, that um, seems
2: kind of cool. I, I imagine yeah. they're going to give a little history of of the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. And, you know, that's good Disney history for people. And I feel like that's a good thing to sort of focus on moving yeah, forward. No, I, you know, they have they Disney parks do have this cool lore. You don't really hear too much about it. Mm-hmm. So I do like that. They're sort of, you know, taking the existing things that they have and expanding it a little bit.
0: Yeah, and I wonder if they're going to talk about the show that's supposed to be happening on Disney Plus. Haven't heard anything about that in a while. Oh. But they were going to do a an SEA thing. That would be cool. But yeah, yeah, it's it's a big deal, and it's is it from Ronald Moore, Roger Star guy,
2: Roger Moore. Is oh yes,
0: right? Roger Moore. Yes, yeah, they're going yes. to dig him up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Fam- famously, uh, yeah. Oh well. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, okay, moving on. ABC's Home Economics. Now, just based off of that, do you know what that is? No. Home
0: Economics. Is it the spinoff of ABC's hit Abbott Elementary? I don't. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know this show.
2: Uh, the stars of ABC's Home Economics discuss the making of the family comedy and share an exclusive look at the upcoming season premiere filmed at Disneyland. It's kind of neat, I guess. Filmed at Disneyland. Not many shows yeah. do that, but I had no. I've never heard of this show. So I had to look it up, and this is what I found. Home Economics is a, an American sitcom television series created by Michael Colton and John Abood that premiered on ABC on April 7th, 2021 mm. as a mid-season entry in the 2020-2021 television season. In May 2021, the series was renewed for a second season. In May 2022, the series was renewed for a third season. So this show has been on for three years. It's gotten <laughs> three seasons. We've never heard of it. Hence the panel at D23, I guess. yeah,
0: (laughs) But they've got a Disneyland episode. And you're right. Normally you have the Disney World episode, like Full House and and everybody else goes to Disney World. Uh, Yeah. yeah, Why not?
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, whatever, dude. Who cares? Right. Uh, This next one will be live streamed. This again is on. uh, Are we still on Friday? We still are on Friday. This one is called Disney for Scores Podcast Live Celebrates Marvel Music. Let me try reading that like a human being. (laughs) Disney for Scores Podcast Live Celebrates Marvel Music. Again, this will be live streamed at 2.30 from 2.30 to 3.30. It says, celebrate the powerful music of Marvel storytelling when Variety's John Burlingame hosts Disney for Scores Podcast Live.
1: Yeah, it's not you. It's the name of that podcast.
2: Disney for Scores Podcast Live. That's a stupid name.
1: I mean, ears <laughs> up isn't great, but that is bad.
2: Uh, Disney for scores. Yeah, Disney for Scores podcast. It doesn't flow. Scores for Disney. That would be better. I don't know. Who am I? I'm not John Burlingame. What do I, I don't work for variety? So like, you know what do I know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jo- John will bring the format of the popular Disney for scores podcast to life as he interviews composers of some of your favorite Marvel series and films. Listen in as they fill us in. On the secrets of creating the amazing music that helps build the Marvel universe, that could be cool for like music nerds and stuff. I would—I always have a hard time when we talk to music people, like when we talk to Don Dorsey, and then when we talk to Tom Amin, mm-hmm. and uh, well, I mean especially Josh Fries, but I was more starstruck then, I guess. <laughs> um, you know, if you're not a musical guy, I, I think it's—I think it's hard. I think it's hard to bring music to a mainstream audience. The subtleties of making music and pulling oh, emotion yeah. f- with music and, you know, matching the emotion to the screen. Definitely. Either you can get really boring going off into the weeds or you're not covering enough and you're just like talking to the person about music. Like, oh, that was a fun time.
0: All right. Our next guest <laughs> Yeah. had it,
2: fun doing this.
0: It looks interesting. I'm I'm looking up the podcast right now because I've never heard of it, but uh they've got 60 episodes out there on season three. Oh, wow. Um, season two, um, episode six, John Debney is on the show. Mm, so they John scored Debney. John Debney. They did.
2: Um, Disney for scores podcast scored.
0: Yeah. Episode seven, <laughs> Randy Newman, your your old pal. But yeah. I mean, each episode ha- has one composer and it looks like mm. each one is about 30 minutes long. Um, sounds I cool. I don't know. Could be interesting. Yeah, could be. All right. Turn Um, off this podcast and listen to that one.
2: Shut up. I'm going to edit that out. Do not listen to this man. (laughs) 4.30 p.m. This will not be live stream. So if you're there, you definitely got to check this panel out. This is called the cast and creative team of Disney channels, Hamster and Gretel. Speaking of shows I've never heard of. Right. What? Sure. Uh, Join the team behind Disney channels, Hamster and Gretel as they share insights into making the animated series. Moderated by Brock Powell, the panelists include Dan Povenmire, Joanna Hausman, Michael, people, people, people's names.
0: Uh, this, pl- this description has about 150 words and the Simpsons panel had a sentence. Right.
2: That's what I mean. I don't think they really like the Simpsons mm-hmm. because they're Fox. They're not really Disney. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? As far as like uh, contact uh, content of the show. I just I feel like they did that on purpose. I I don't know what gives me that vibe, but they're like, oh, join the cast. It'll be cool, dude. Um, Hey, or here, ABC's Home Economics. Everybody come over. Um, Here's a plot of Hamster and Gretel. Disney Channel's animated superhero comedy Hamster and Gretel follows the adventures of siblings Kevin and Gretel. Their lives are forever changed when space aliens suddenly show up and announce they're bestowing special abilities on two beings below. Gretel gains super strength and the ability to fly, but not Kevin, because as it turns out, Gretel's hamster, named Hamster, is the other new superhero. <laughs> hamster and Gretel hails from Dan Povenmire, who co-created the series Phineas and Ferb. As he was writing Phineas and Ferb the movie Candace Against the Universe, that was back in 2020, for Disney Plus, he found himself sketching the character, later known as Hamster. He says, uh, quote, I always doodle when we're in the brainstorming process, but I don't always know what I'm drawing until I'm done, he says. One day, I drew a superhero hamster, and I kept that little 3x5 card. I took a picture of it, and as I was tucking my daughter into bed that night, I showed her this picture. I started pitching her ideas for what that show could be, sort of as a joke, and she laughed at everything. The show basically wrote itself. There's a lot of fun you can have with a superhero hamster, so it grew from that. I'm a little annoyed because my kid will laugh at anything. You know, I say pee-pee, poo-poo. <laughs> oh, don't forget to eat your diarrhea, Alice. <laughs> You're just joking. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to go pitch that to Disney. Here, Disney's a plate of diarrhea. Maybe you should. Maybe I should. But anyway, if you like Phineas and Ferb, maybe it might have the same vibe by the same creator. Yeah. Superhero hamster. I don't know. It could be funny and quirky, man. What are you going to do?
0: Yeah, take that, Kevin.
2: Yeah, Kevin. Powers. Yeah. Poor Kevin. What is this? Encanto all over again? (laughs) Yeah. Someone in Discord wasn't Eric. It was Brian. No, it was Jason. Anyway, someone was like, uh, is Bruno the villain of Encanto? No. Taryn, what do you think? Of course not. Eric, what do you think? Absolutely not.
1: He's a victim. I don't think he's a victim.
2: Right. Who's the villain of Encanto? Taryn, go quick. The grandma. Grandma. Yeah, me too. Oh, God, I thought yeah. I was like, I thought I had the most original take on thought of that. Yeah. I was like, oh like, yeah, it's definitely the grandma. She caused the whole thing. Yeah. She's right. selfish. She doesn't deserve any power. Well, and then and then they were like, um, well, then why is Bruno included in Oogie Boogie's bash as one of the oh. villains?
1: I mean, he is portrayed as a villain until yeah. he's not.
2: From from who sings the song about who's the Bruno song singer?
1: All of them. Everybody. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, see, the whole family doesn't you like him. I don't even
1: know the movie. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> but you knew what I was talking about. Well, yeah. The Bruno song singer. Yeah. Does he have a seven foot frame with rats along <laughs> his back? I mean, yes. I mean, maybe. I, mean, I don't know. They,
1: they all saw him as the villain. So yeah, I guess I true. can see why he's up, why he's Yeah, bash. I mean,
2: I, but I think he's just in the bash for that one song yeah. that portrays him really spooky.
1: Well, his, I mean, his, it's his, kind of weird. His bedroom is kind of gross and like spooky.
2: Yeah, but he's in hiding.
0: And he's scarier than. A grandmother who's yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, You want her at Oogie Boogie? <laughs> yeah, she's she's
2: nice if you know if you do exactly what she wants.
0: Yeah, but it's different than having like Mother Gothel from Rapunzel, where it's like, oh well, she's <laughs> she's manipulative and she you can tell she's evil from the start. Even though like Rapunzel clearly doesn't get it. Yeah, it, you think Abuela is like, oh well, she's the grandmother. Of course, she she has the magic. She did the thing. She
2: got she's goading with the sauce.
0: Right. I mean. Bruno's the one with the, the glowing green eyes sometimes. So I don't know. But that's a good point. That's weird. They're yeah. just trying to they're just they trying just, to shovel. They it got everything. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely.
2: Um, and then Friday at 630 is here for the laughs.
1: God, there's a lot on Friday. We're only still on Friday.
2: Stars of your favorite TV and streaming series come together to discuss their careers and what it takes to make a comedy hit.
0: Okay. Oh, Abbott Elementary. (laughs) I feel like
1: they don't know the answers to that.
2: (laughs) Apparently not. Um, Over on the Walt Disney Archive stage at 11 in the morning, Sounds Delightful, an illustrated audio adventure. Join Disney artist and historian Stacia Stacia Martin for an all-new edition of Sounds Delightful, (laughs) an illustrated audio adventure across decades of vintage vinyl recordings from yesterday's turntables, including rare promotional and production tracks. I tried to find out. Sounds delightful because it sounds like it's a thing that's happened before. I think it was at the D twenty three panel, in like two thousand twelve. I found literally a bootleg copy that you could barely hear. <laughs> it's like this person was way in the back, like the last row. So all you hear is just the reverb in the room. You don't cool. even you can't even understand the words, but this person has it on their website for fifty seven <laughs> minutes. Like <laughs> Cool, but that sounds neat, man. You know, yeah. Disney really does need to go in the archives a little bit more and dig up some of this stuff. You know, not that this person is a Disney, you know, well, I guess she's a Disney historian, but now that she works for the company, maybe, I don't know, as a historian, right? That's the kind of stuff I would really be into. I wish that was oh, being live streamed. I'd love
0: stream. to go to that. Yeah, that yeah. would be
2: cool. Um, at 12 o'clock, who is honored with a window on Main Street USA? Observers notice details throughout the Disney theme parks, such as names styled on building windows. Discover the people behind the names through a talk with the team that researched the upcoming Disney edition's book, People Behind the Disney Parks.
0: You've had that segment for years. (laughs) Yeah, I know.
2: We've never finished it.
0: That's neat, too. You know,
2: I like like Mm -hmm. Disney not only giving nods to the past, but literally saying we stand on the shoulders of giants and this is how we honor them. And it's neat. Yeah, for sure. 2 p.m., a very 90s afternoon special with the, quote, all-new Mickey Mouse Club. We join the cast from the all-new Mickey Mouse Club as they share favorite memories about the third incarnation of the series from 1989 to 1994 and discover how the Mickey Mouse Club pushed boundaries by highlighting topics that had rarely been covered on children's television. Okay, I I bet, man.
1: What's going to be cool about that is they're going to talk about Britney Spears. Yeah, I was going to say, is that JT? Is that JT
2: and Britney Spears era and the Christina Christina Aguilera
1: Aguilera. Yeah, they have to. They have to talk about them. That that is totally. I wonder if they're going to be there. (gasps) I don't think Britney is sound of sound. She is. She's
2: living her life, Taryn. You leave the queen alone, please. Okay. We've already lost one queen today. Okay, we don't need to bury another one. All right. Ooh.
1: I love Britney. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I love her too. But I don't think she could sit on a panel.
2: Oh, she would, no. She would dance on the panel. All we she need. Would,
1: she'd get up and dance.
2: Hell yeah! And she posts on Instagram. I would love it. Yeah. Uh, Disney Legends in conversation. This is from four to five. Listen in as members of the newest class of Disney Legends partake in an enlightening conversation about their storied careers. Okay, but Disney Legends. Okay, so it's the newest cast of Disney Legends.
0: So Patrick Dempsey sitting on a oh, stage God, talking about Josh him. Josh. Uh, I, we did the show for, for 47 <laughs> yeah. years. Yeah.
2: Josh. Gett, I had to make this voice for 12 hours a day. Oh, yeah. Disney legend. Woo. Oh, man. This next one is uh, interesting. We've talked about it uh, a number of times on the show over the years. Walt's plane taking flight through Disney history presented by Amazon. At 6 o'clock, as Walt Disney Company's plane makes its historic return at D23 Expo, join Disney archivist Ed Oval. Ovalle, Ovale. Oval. Jeez, I'm stupid. <laughs> as he shares the fascinating story of the Grumman Gulfstream 1 aircraft, fondly remembered as the mouse. I remember when my buddy works at uh, Disney World messaged me like years ago. He's like, you ever heard of Walt Disney's plane? Like, no. And I looked it up. I was like, oh, it's cool. No one really knows where it is. He goes, it's back here. And I sent this picture of it. And, like, you can see the chain link fence around. He goes, I found it. I'm like, break into it. He goes, no. (laughs) I value my job too much. I'm like, you're a coward. We argued.
0: Um, it was just there at MGM Studios when it opened up. It was in the Boneyard. Yeah. Where they had stuff like the Flight of the Navigator ship. And you can go in it. Like, it was
2: open. People can go in it. But it's like, there's nothing in it that was cool or relevant or, like, left over from Walt. It was all, like, picked clean. Just a junky plane. ass plane <laughs> yeah. but they they revamped it and refurbished it and i don't know if people are going to be able to, to get to look inside it or maybe it's just a plane but if there's nothing in maybe i'm weird but if there's nothing in the plane that's related to walt disney other than he owned this hunk of junk there's, who, there's who cares to look at. Yeah, who, who cares anymore but maybe they yeah you know retrofitted it i don't know okay we're still on friday folks hyperion stage this is my favorite 10 15 in the morning caesar milan who knew that Cesar Milan was still, you know, yelling at humans and, you know, kissing dog? Uh, the panel's called Better Human, Better Dog. Pet owners across America need help, and Cesar Milan is ready to show them the way. Tss, show the animal that you are dominant. Uh, his positivity in troubled times and his heartwarming transformations make us feel like we can overcome all obstacles, starting with our own four-legged pals. Keep in mind, The Simpsons panel got eight words. <laughs>
1: I didn't know who this was, so this is why these need more. Sees him words.
2: along the dog whisperer. The dog whisper. He started yeah. the whole the blank whisperer like thing, you know, the horse whisper and the wife whisper and the I, I see. You know, Google tells it. me
1: he's a Mexican American canine
2: professional. Canine professional, yeah. It sounds I need like you
0: hire him. It sounds he's like he's a professional
2: a sounds like he's a professional dog. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, Caesar Milan panel. What are you gonna? You know, it's I don't know. it Feels weird, but uh, it's not very Disney. What can we expect whatever. from Caesar Milan panel? Mm-hmm. A new brand of dog food, I guess. Uh, this next one is called. I feel like I missed one. I feel like I missed a letter, but it says trace back. I don't think that's what it is. Yeah, maybe it is. celebrating the people of Walt Disney Animation Studios. Eleven forty five. Uh, the Walt Disney Animation Research Library presents Traceback: A Look at the Lives and Work, as Well as the Art, uh, Artistic and Technical Contributions of Women and Employees of Color Throughout the History of Walt Disney Animation Studios. That's good. That's cool. Be a little heartwarming panel for you guys. Uh, One forty-five National Geographic's Superhero Women of STEM: Meet Three Extraordinary Women Who Are Changing the Face of Exploration, Education, and Storytelling. Find Out What It Takes to Study Large Bears Up Close. I mean, what, what, I mean, take what it takes. What does it take to study bears? A, a degree and a gun. I don't know, man. Uh, learn about the science of Avatar and get ready to win first place at the science fair. You guys, that's what it says. I don't know what that means. Hmm. There's a lot of National Geographic panels. I mean, which makes sense. But it sort of feels like they're, they, they push National Geographic a little bit in odd ways like this, like STEM. What does National Geographic and STEM have anything to do with one another?
1: Well, National Geographic. I guess science. science. The, the, yeah. S,
2: the, the S, S in STEM would be. Otherwise, it'd be 10. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, 345, behind the scenes. ABC's Beauty and the Beast, the 30th celebration. That's just a preview for the upcoming special. There you go. 545, National Geographic special screening. Epic adventures with Bertie Gregory. The face of a new generation of aspirational adventurers and national history filmmakers, 29-year-old Bertie Gregory takes viewers on an epic and nail-biting journey that pushes into the most spectacular and secretive corners of our wild world. Oh, boy. I don't know. I don't care. Sure. <laughs> like, none of the National Geographic stuff appeals to me at all. Just could never. I don't care anymore. I don't know why. That's it for Friday. It's funny how, how much a lot of these, like, overlap. You know what I mean? If you want to listen to the Disney for scores, well, you got to walk out of National Geographic's Superhero Women of STEM panel right in the middle. Oh, man.
0: Yeah, that's a tough choice. If
2: you want to watch ABC's home economics panel, well, you better be plan You better be prepared to miss the who is honored with a window on Main Street USA. Like if you had if you could pick any one of these panels to go to, why would it be the home economics panel? You got the Disney and Marvel Games showcase <laughs> during that time, the Main Street USA window thing at that time, and then the people of Walt Disney Animation Studios. You have three really cool panels and then but you want to hear the cast of ABC's hit series Home Economics talk about oh. recording season three.
1: I'm I, sure that's the small stage. You got to have the small stage.
2: I don't know, man. I guess if you want to watch Caesar Milan, you're going to miss The Simpsons. <laughs> Weird choices. There's there's some choices there for sure. All right. Saturday Hall D23. We got Studio Showcase Day 2. Marvel Studios, Lucasfilm and 20th Century Studios. There is potentially a ton to talk about on this one. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to plow through all of the stuff that potentially could be at the D23 panel for Marvel and Lucasfilm and stuff we want to see. Now, this is going to be, I think, second to the, uh, what's coming up at the parks. And this, is, this is going to be the big chunk. So hang on, everybody. It's ears up. We'll be right back. And now back to the show that ignites your dream wish of imaginations and magical color wonderment of forever. Ears up! Thanks for hanging on, everybody. We're just running through all the D twenty three panels. It seems like fun. It seems like a fun thing to do. We can't make it, so want us all dream and dream wish imagination about it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Okay, studio showcase day two: Marvel Studios, Lucasfilm and 20th Century Studios. This will not be live streamed, but there's a lot of information that could potentially come out and it all impacts the MCU. So the studio panel is probably going to be well, it's definitely going to be winding up phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're going to have the new Black Panther probably be talking about. I would imagine I'm hoping we get a new Black Panther Wakanda forever trailer. Now, this this freaked me out. This is the 30th movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
1: Wow, I believe it
2: is. Holy cow. Yeah, and it marks the official end of Phase 4. The movie comes out November 11th and sees most of the original cast returning. Disney has stated that they will not recast the character of T'Challa, but it does remain to be seen who will be wearing the Black Panther suit in the film. However, according to fansite The Brick Fan, which you can probably guess is a Lego fan site, three new Lego sets will be released in October. And one of these shows Shuri, who is uh, black Panthers sister, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, wearing what appears to be the black Panther costume, along with the gold accents that we saw on the suit in the trailer. The set that sees Shuri in the suit is titled Shuri's sunbird. So Lego is potentially spoiled. Who's going to be. <laughs> and I guess now I did too. Uh, who's going to be wearing those suit, but, I think that was sort of like a given. I mean, yeah, kind of. Yeah, once Chadwick Boseman passed, and people were talking about, well, who's going to wear it? It's, I mean, of course, it was going to be her. Everybody knows that. I'm not going to introduce a new character. You know what I mean? It's not going to be his mom.
1: I thought it went to the other guy, his friend. I, I guess I'm getting confused with something.
0: That's all right, man. It happens. Yeah, I'm more curious to know how they're going to, because you've, if you watch the the teaser, I, I mean, you see him dead. So I'm wondering how they're going to play, why, why he died. I'm like, curious about that. Are they that going too. to have him die of cancer in the movie too, which would be kind of an incredible legacy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't think they can because just because of like the way Wakanda is supposed to be where it's so technologically and medically advanced. I don't think that they would. I don't know. I'm curious about it. We'll see. I mean, he probably died in battle is something that they'll say, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Mm. Uh, we don't really know a whole lot about Black Panther 2, even though it's coming out in like two months. We do know that the kingdom is in mourning over King T'Challa. There's also trouble brewing between Wakanda and the under, underwater kingdom of Talokan, which is rooted in the mythic, mythical, mythical, mythical. <laughs> Hello, this is my mythical time. Uh, rooted in the mythical Aztec paradise, uh, it, and it's a word I can't pronounce, uh, and changed from the comics Atlantis. So in the comics, they're at war with Atlantis, but in here it's Telokon.
0: Uh ruled- so it's not the fate of Atlantis, Indiana Jones's venture. Yeah, okay. right, right. Uh, ruled by someone called
2: Namor. Again, why that might be is a mystery, but it's possible that the armed militia we see in the trailer for uh, Black Panther has something to do with it. Wakanda and Atlantis have come to blows in the comics before. So the film might take inspiration from those kind of storylines. But, you know, changing it from Atlantis to this, you know, other mythical Aztec paradise. That's Black Panther 2. Don't know a whole lot about it coming out soon. We probably should know more about it. I feel like they're really going to focus on that. Okay. Release dates and more information for Disney Plus show Werewolf by Night. I was looking into this title. It seems very cool. And this, again, is one of those deep dives that we were talking about in the beginning of the show. Mm -hmm. I would love to see more about it. Do you know anything about this, Eric?
0: Uh, well, yeah, the original Werewolf by Night was um, J J Jonah Jameson's son. Really, J. Jonah Jameson Junior. So, J Jonah Jameson but,
2: was the uh the editor of the Daily Globe or whatever who was like bugle, bugle, yeah. who was trying to get pictures of Spider Man,
0: mm, right? Okay. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, he went into space and he got hit with. It. <laughs> he was an astronaut. <laughs> He went into space. He got irradiated and with space rays, and he became a werewolf. I feel like you should have led with he was an astronaut.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know, he uh, went into I mean,
0: space and just you know he's like worked right. at the bodega down the block. <laughs> I don't know. No, it, I mean it's one of those like oh, when when did that start? Was that the '60s or the '70s? I don't know. <laughs> um, just a you're right. It's a really deep dive, and I love that they're bringing it out because they keep doing this stuff. Like, oh wait. Things people don't know about. We could just mine. <laughs> yeah. These old properties for content forever.
2: And that's what they're doing. And I was a little nervous about that. But then I started looking at stuff like like this. Uh, so Werewolf by Night, which is uh, coming out next month. The official synopsis is this. Jack Russell comes from a lineage cursed with lycanthropy. Still, he remains fully aware of most of his transformations and controls his power for a werewolf body to fight evildoers. That's, it. that's the show synopsis. Hmm. Okay, good werewolf. I don't know a whole lot about this character, but what little I could find on him sort of confused me. So here's the thing. I think it was like uh, one of the Disney Wiki pages or whatever. Uh, Quote, his origin, as well as when he joined S.H.I.E.L.D., is unknown. What we do know is he and Blade were team members in the Howling Commandos. Mm.
0: However, an incident... In World War II? (laughs) However... I don't remember that story.
2: (laughs) An incident earlier than the team up with (laughs) Spider... However, an incident earlier than the team up with Spider-Man caused a rift between him and Blade. He teamed up with Spider-Man and Blade and Howling Commandos to fight Dracula and stop the living mummy from using
0: the unk. (laughs) Uh, This is this is as great as as quadruple J being the the origin of the story.
2: It's like. Out of context, it it just sounds like word salad. It just sounds like someone needs to be on a mixture of chemicals to correct a brain aneurysm that potentially might be forming. I just I have no idea what any of this means. And there's no explanation of what the unk is or why Blade is fighting Dracula. It just seems so terrible. Whenever you bring Dracula into a story like, all right, you've given up, you've given up. The the Frankenstein's monster is coming next. I can feel it. It's going to fight all the classic universal monsters. Yeah, so I was a little confused. Uh, Werewolf by Night has ties in the Marvel comics to characters of Moon Knight, Blade, and (laughs) Dracula. Since both Blade and Moon Knight are also confirmed for live-action MCU characters, the character will probably intersect with these characters at some point in the franchise. So, the Werewolf by Night show might see Moon Knight as a guest appearance. Hopefully, maybe that would be cool because I do like that character. Maybe Blade. But then who, are they going to recast Blade? Is Wesley Snipes going to come back as Blade?
0: No, it's um, what's his name? Did they recast Mahershala Ali? Oh, yeah, they totally recast him. He was And oh, his, his voice was in one of the end credits sequences of Eternals. He's the guy who played who is in the first season of Luke Cage. Yeah, Mahershala Ali, I I I don't know. If I'm okay. like mangling his name, probably, um, but cool, cool guy. Like he's been confirmed. He, he will be playing blade at a, at a point in the future, in a blade series or appearance. I don't know.
1: And the onk. Are you talking about the symbol?
2: Oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Marsha. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. The UNK.
0: Oh, the unk. so not an onk literally oh. unk. Yeah. Oh. We,
2: we don't want the mummy to use the onk to use the uncle. The powerful uncle character because
1: the Ankh is a, is an Egyptian. It's the symbol of life. It's like yeah. The, no, I can't turn it.
2: But. No, would, I know. I know what it is. Moon Knight. Yeah, it's the U N K. So I don't know. Weird, but that could be cool, man. I'm uh, werewolf by night. I don't know. And the build as their Halloween series. They'll be coming out like closer okay. at the end of October, probably.
0: Sounds you fun. Know what'll happen? What. People will complain for the first few episodes that they don't know what's going on. And then (laughs) everyone in America and around the world will watch the last three episodes in a religious fervor. Oh, for sure. (laughs)
2: I'll be one of those. Um, Another thing that's going to be talked about, potentially, hopefully, at least a thing that's coming up and nobody really knows too much about, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Oh, it's going to be bad. Probably.
1: (laughs) Because only because like just... Things don't all need a holiday special. Sure, they do. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, they
2: do. Everything does, man. No. Yeah. Uh, Chris Pratt, Zoe Zaldana, Dave Batista, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, Karen Gillian, Palm Klimptief, Clementief, and Sean Gunn will star, reprising their roles from the film series. Gunn had worked on the concept for the special for several years before it was announced in December of 2020. So this dude was running with this in Guardians of the Galaxy 1, a holiday special, which is kind of fun. That's funny. awesome. Yeah, it kind of is, man. I don't know if I could have that stick to itness to be like, no, this is this. Idea. No, we're not going to do that. Okay, well, <laughs> let me rewrite it and we'll see. Oh, and how about now? No, we're not going to stop, James. <laughs> Can't do it. Uh, filming occurred from February to late April, 2022, during the production of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, which comes out next year. The main cast members of the Guardians films are featured, but the story set between. Thor, Love and Thunder, which I guess just hit Disney Plus today, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Gunn noted there were parts of the special that would help set up material in Volume 3. So you watch that to maybe get a little head start on what's going to go on in the third the third movie. Okay. The special has been described by Gunn as an epilogue of Phase 4 of the MCU. So the end of Phase 4 is Wakanda forever. And then I guess this sort of plays... this dovetails in to the fourth to to the end of that. okay. Okay. which, you know, it's interesting to me how they're sort of making all these things fit together. Okay, yeah, 40 minutes long, guys. (laughs) So what else we could see in uh, in this panel is possibly phase five and maybe even phase six of the MCU. Hmm. For example, maybe we'll get a teaser trailer finally for the new Ant-Man and the Wasp movie Quantum Mania. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the synopsis for that is Scott Lang and Hope to, Hope Van Dyne, along with Hope's parents Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, go on a new adventure exploring the quantum realm. Whoever wrote that wrote the episode or the synopsis for the Simpsons panel too. There we go. <laughs> so maybe we'll, we'll get more about the Ant Man movie. I guess if someone cares, one 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 person out there you know cares about it. It's okay. me. It's me. <laughs> oh, you you are an Ant Man guy, aren't you? I love Ant Man. Yeah, oh yeah.
1: I, I kind of like Ant Man too. I go back and forth.
2: (laughs) Whatever. Uh, Here's another show that I had no idea about. Never heard about it. Never heard about any of the inspiration for any of this, but it sounds pretty cool. It's called Secret Invasion. Yeah. This series was supposed to land this year, but apparently there were issues on set with multiple reshoots being needed. So this will be airing sometime in spring of next year. Insiders are saying that it might release in two parts, a la Stranger Things. Samuel L. Jackson reprises his role as Nick Fury, who was last seen in the MCU aboard a Skrull spaceship, enjoying a vacation in Spider-Man Far From Home. Not much is really known about the series, but per the Disney Plus Originals website, Secret Invasion is a newly announced series headed to Disney Plus. The crossover comic event series showcases a faction of the shape-shifting Skrulls who have been infiltrating Earth for years. We'll probably see a continuation of the Scroll storyline from Captain Marvel and Spider-Man involving the shape-shifting scrolls doing shape-shifty things. The scrolls have already shown their talent for masquerading as other MCU characters, so maybe in the Secret Invasion show we might even get some cool MCU character cameos. Who knows? Hmm. Disney has announced previously that this series could impact the upcoming MCU movies. So if you're into the MCU, you probably don't want to miss this show. All right. Which I, I don't know, I think I feel like either Disney's getting better or maybe we're just sort of more understanding. But like they've planned everything out so well, like, OK, this series will describe sort of what happens in the movies that haven't been made yet. Sort of sets up the, the same timeline. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of like it. Um, we might even get what if season two a show called Echo and Loki season two dates as well. Um, maybe we'll even if, if we're lucky, I guess we'll get to see Fantastic Four reboot cast announcement, which will be the start of phase six. So it depends on how much information they want to give us at the time. Okay, uh, that's what I'm sort of hoping for. I'm hoping to at least let's go, let's go five and six. Let's go, let's touch six. Let's just reach out and tap it lightly on the shoulder, and then pretend we didn't do it. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, Thanos was introduced very early in in these minor cameos. And I remember that feeling in the in the theaters the first time we saw Thanos in end credit sequence. And everybody's like, who's that purple guy? And there were the like 10 nerds in the audience who are like, oh, ah, ah. right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Anthony being one of them. <laughs> RGH probably being the other one uh, outside of the MCU that still could be, you know, on the same panel. This is a huge panel. I can't believe that this panel is only an hour. No, tw- it's two hours long. OK, so that makes okay. much more sense. A Little better, yeah uh outside of the m c u we have Strange World, which is the next animated feature from Disney. We've already seen a trailer of this movie and it looks pretty fun, honestly, it, oh yeah, it sort of looks like um uh no man's sky meets right. meets like some world uh in world of warcraft, okay, okay. like the, like the bog world it's you know it's very like bright like fuchsias and you know bright mm-hmm. things right. It takes place on an alien world full of interesting flora and fauna. And here's the synopsis from Disney. The original action-adventure journeys deep into an uncharted and treacherous land where fantastical creatures await the legendary Clades, a family of explorers whose differences threaten to topple their latest and by far most crucial mission. Not a whole lot to go on. Wikipedia has a bit more info. The film chronicles on the legendary clades, mainly searcher clade, who has always been a farmer and has never had the bravery and positives with his family of explorers, but they are threatened to topple their latest and most crucial mission as they must rely on each other and forced to put away their differences while in an uncharted and treacherous land to find a special creature that awaits for them. Okay. This will also be the first Disney animated canon film, so not like... Short or a one off or whatever. uh The Disney animated canon film to have an openly gay main character. Okay. Looks like a fun adventure film, honestly, with a release date of Thanksgiving already set, but we can probably look forward to a bit more info on what this adventure will be all about. Maybe some actual, maybe a longer trailer or a different trailer or something like that. uh Jake Gyllenhaal plays the main character voice. Hmm. Yeah. Also, fun fact the ship from the film, because it's like a little space thing, right? The ship from the film appeared as an Easter egg during the end credits
0: of Encanto.
2: Hmm. Don't remember that. No. and it was like, cause I, didn't, they have like animation on the sides. Yeah, it, yeah. Just
0: like the, yeah. Yeah. They had a bunch of like cut out sort of images, right? Yeah. Yes. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Um,
2: it was similar to uh, the Ralph Easter egg during Moana's end credits and the butterflies from Encanto during Raya and the last dragons end credits. Oh,
1: I haven't seen
2: that. No, I never, neither have I. I heard it wasn't very good, but that's just me. It's okay. Um, it happened. Plus, the latest from Pixar, which is called Elemental. And this movie was announced back in May and has a release date of June 16th, 2023. But we're not sure yet if that will be in theaters or on Disney+. Plus. They haven't announced them yet. Maybe they'll do it this weekend. Pixar's Elemental will explore the thoughts and feelings of the elements. Air, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Elemental focused on a fiery woman called Ember and a watery go with the flow guy called Wade (laughs) who live in a city where residents of the different elements coexist. So basically inside out Uh, throughout the movie. Ember Utopia, Yeah, right. (laughs) Ember and Wade will come to realize how much they have in common despite their elemental differences. Elemental's confirmed male protagonist. Wade had a cameo in the movie. Appearing as the mask in what movie did I literally miss that? <laughs> Stupid. Well, whatever. Pretend I didn't say that because I don't know. Fun what fact. That. Yeah. The end. Yeah. <laughs> there was some movie where the protagonist is drinking a, a, a bottle of water. It's called Wade water. Okay. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. On the Star Wars side of things, we're almost wrapping up here on this. Uh, I'm not expecting too much because Star Wars Day just happened, you know, and they announced a bunch of stuff for Star Wars Day. But that could change. I mean, they gotta announce something for D23, right? We might get more info on projects that have already been announced, like Andor, which releases on September 21st on Disney Plus. The sociopolitical, sociopolitically charged prequel to Rogue One stars Diego Luna reprising his role that saw him give his life to deliver the Death Star plans to the Rebels at the end of Rogue One. And the series looks to explore his lifelong fight with the Empire and how he ended up where he did. You know my feelings on prequels. I think it sort of defeats the purpose of starting a story where the writers intended to start the story Mm. and removes some of the thrill and the nuance that the audience is supposed to insert themselves to in order to be emotionally attached to the film in the first place. But that's just me, apparently.
0: Uh, Is there going to be a scene in the new, just predicting now, is there going to be a scene that you'll absolutely love where an Imperial official looks at him and goes, Cassian what? (laughs) Uh, I don't have a last name. Andor.
2: (laughs) Hey, you, what are you carrying? You and the, why are you carrying a door?
0: (laughs) Uh, Andor.
2: (laughs) Apparently two seasons have already been ordered for this show. So it's going to be, I think, 24 episodes in total.
0: Love it. Yeah.
2: Interesting. That'll be cool. I know they talked a little bit more uh, today they released some of that stuff, but I haven't I haven't seen it yet, but uh, maybe we'll get more at D23. We also I'm expecting to hear more about the untitled Star Wars film by uh, Taika Waititi. Not much is known about the project. It doesn't have a friggin name yet, but it's rumored to be releasing next year. So there's a lot of potential information that could be released this weekend. I would at least like to know what it's about, what the title is, <laughs> or, you know, whatever. Uh, also, Bad Batch Season 2, which drops September 28th, and there's, you know, some other stuff. But uh, I would personally, I'm expecting to see at least some footage or maybe a trailer for Mandalorian Season 3, or maybe the Ahsoka live-action series, something like yeah. that.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. That's basically my thoughts on uh, on what's going on Saturday, which is the giant Marvel, Lucasfilm, and 20th Century Studios Panel for two hours. The next one will be live stream. D, uh, D, D. Disney's epic entertainment showcase. The musical. The extravaganza. That's the title. All right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, this That's is, a lot of colons. Yeah. It's
2: for an hour and 15 minutes. Uh, join Disney branded television. Disney branded television. What oh. does that even mean?
1: Everything on Disney Plus.
2: For an exclusive showcase that highlights a legacy of excellence in storytelling and it includes uh, talent appearances, performances, and never before seen previews of original content for Disney Plus, Disney Channel, and Disney Junior. I can't wait for previews of original content on Disney Junior, guys. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. More Doc McStuffins. Come on, exactly.
1: yeah. Uh,
2: on the premiere stage, this will be live streamed as well. It's called Talking Pets with the Vets of National Geographic. This is at ten thirty on Saturday, you guys. Join I'm National. Streaming this one, <laughs> yeah. Join National Geographic's vet sensation, Doctor Pole. And wife Diane, Critter Fixer Doctor Vernard Hodges, and Doctor Jeff, Doctor Jen, and animal keeper, Rain, from Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, for a heartwarming look behind the scenes of their popular series. I wow. like these like total normal you know names, and then Rain, Rain, Rain will award five crystals to you know five lucky con- uh, you know, consumers of the product of the thing or whatever. Uh one o'clock, magic in the air, thirty years of the Muppet Christmas Carol. This Aww. should be live streamed.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh
2: yeah. Uh apparently it's gonna be uh the Muppets are gonna be there, the filmmakers Aww. are gonna be there, and a few surprises are gonna be there too. You guys know how much I like surprises. <sighs> um,
1: that should totally be live streamed.
2: I know. Well, look, whoever's going, please uh video it and send it to me, please. But don't sit eight years away from it. <laughs> At 3:30, a celebration of Disney's animations in Kanto. Technology powered by AT&T 5G. Join cast and filmmakers from Walt Disney Animation Studios Academy. Yeah. Stories from the making of the film and even we're, a few surprises.
0: We're, we're not even halfway through the notes right now, people. We're not even halfway through. My gosh, what?
2: should I just skip some stuff?
0: <laughs> let's skip a few panels.
2: All right, let's skip a few panels. Uh, the next one on the backlot stage. This will be live streamed. The making of Disney 100. The exhibition. 10 a.m. Producers from the Walt Disney Archives, seminal exhibitions, and Studio TK reveal illuminating details about the all-new exhibition celebrating 100 years of Disney wonder. Okay. Live-streamed, 12 o'clock, Saturday, Bob's Burgers, a conversation with a cast and creative team. I would like to watch that. Yeah, that sounds absolutely. Cool. Bob's Burgers is great. It's cool. Yeah. I hate when they do the songs. Yeah. They do too many songs. It's like, God, oh, just shut up already. Linda, Did you watch shut the movie? up. No, we have it. I want to watch it. But then Taryn goes, I think that's more of like a weekend thing. And then we never watch it.
0: So it was do? delightful. I want to watch it. Uh,
2: this next one will be live streamed as well. Marvel Comics celebrating 60 years of the amazing Spider-Man. 2 p.m. I would like to watch that too. celebrate 60 spectacular, sensational web slinging years of Spider-Man. Uh, apparently there's trivia tantalizing trivia. that will be fun. Um, this, be, I guess, let's just talk about there's gonna be a this Zootopia Plus panel for sneak peek, so you know, get, get to see that. All right, let's, I guess, let's just skip to all the ones that are actually gonna be uh live streamed, huh? Let's do that. That sounds more fun.
0: Sorry, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. You'll, yeah, you'll get your, you'll get your, your time when
2: you come up right,
0: yeah. Uh, the next oh, one will be live streamed
2: on Sunday at 10.30 in the morning, a boundless future. Disney Parks, Experiences, and Products. It says, Join Disney Parks, Experiences, and Products Chairman, Josh Damaro. How is the title of your panel going to be like your, your title at the,
0: at, <laughs> at the company? He's so handsome.
2: <laughs> uh, for a look at Disney's boundless future, with announcements and updates on the magic happening around the world in parks, on the high seas, at home, and beyond, attendees will get a behind-the-scenes look at the big dreams of Disney Imagineers every Disney fan will be want to be a part of this special presentation full of exciting news and surprises. Eric, what okay. do you think is going to be on this panel? This is your, this is your wheelhouse right here. The,
0: the, this is my thing. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Um, this welcome. is the one that you always, oh. yes, I, I don't know what you do. Would, what do you say after somebody says you're welcome? You say thank you again. You just keep you going. Just keep going. Yeah. Nice. The parks panel is always the highlight of D23. It's what you look forward to when you're, we're trying to figure out what's going to happen at disney for the next few years um unless there's a giant pandemic and um nothing <laughs> actually comes of it like happened in 2019 but you know right. whatever so something to consider for this year uh, we're still looking at cheap we do, we don't want to do really giant elaborate things we're not going to raise tomorrow tomorrowland um raise with the 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 z not the aisc we're not going to like destroy Tomorrowland and completely replace it. We need to be cheap mm-hmm. because, um, yeah, Disney's. Look at the stock. I mean, we're we're not doing amazing. They're doing great for a post pandemic yeah. company.
2: Look at this stock. Isn't it neat? Yeah. Wouldn't you think my portfolio is complete? Yeah. Well, Sorry. none
0: of my stocks are doing great right now. Yeah. So you know whatever. <clears throat> uh, but the parks desperately need more ride capacity everywhere. Yeah. Disneyland DCA are doing okay with that. They still have a lot of attractions. Disney World is suffering. They keep closing things and not adding new stuff and more people keep going to it because, you know, freedom. Um and um Genie Plus is supposedly a hit, so we've got some money coming into the parks. Why not spend it? So I've created three categories of um it, this is all my idea. Completely mine. Okay. Three categories of ideas here. We've got the easy ideas that they're kind of a lock. This is what will probably be announced on those days. There's the maybe ideas where we're like, mm, maybe it could happen. And then there are the insane ideas. I like I said earlier, I spent hour looking through <laughs> a, a whole bunch of uh Reddits and uh forum threads to find things and a lot of the stuff overlaps. So thankfully a lot of the rumors you hear are just random people building off of each other's momentum. Kind of like a few years ago, we had that whole country bear jamboree is going to be closed at Walt Disney world because this right. And even Disney parks blog had to come out and say, what are you doing? Shut up. No, we're not closing that. Well, and then the
2: blog that started, it was like, Nope, they doubled down. Like I stand by my reporting and yeah. it never happened. And everyone <laughs> right. forgot about it.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, let's start with the easy stuff. So um, th- some things that will definitely happen in this this uh, this panel uh, Fantasmic will open in Disney Hollywood Studios. We'll just get a date because we have cast members hired. They're reported to be rehearsing right now. We just need a date to bring it back. It's going on at Disneyland. I finally saw it for the first time. So um, <laughs> there we go. Tron, the Tron coaster will get its opening date, I hope, or at least a time frame. Who knows if it'll be within this calendar year? Don't know. It'll be fine. Uh Once that opens up, we'll get the Walt Disney World Railroad reopening, which has been closed for years because they had to reroute the track for Tron. Ah, yeah. We'll, we'll get some timelines for Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Maybe get some extra content like what are what are you actually planning to do with this? Right. Are you going to replace all the old animatronics or are (laughs) you going to just kind of put some new new stuff in there? Why not? Nighttime Spectaculars. Um, Happily Ever After at Magic Kingdom. Always well received. Very elaborate show. And the Disney Enchantment show that they put on for the 50th anniversary. Kind of whatever. So I think we'll see some new. Uh, we'll we'll see the return of happily ever after because again it's cheap and people like it. Right. But we'll also get a new Disneyland show. Oh, yeah. I I think we'll get something new at Disneyland. It's been a while since we've had anything. But as you mentioned earlier, there's the Hundred Years of Wonder or whatever it's called. <laughs> it's one hundred years since the Disney company started. This version of the Disney, the you know Walt Disney Studios, Walt Disney Productions. We'll probably celebrate that at Disneyland before Disney World. So there's it, there's a lot of speculation that we'll get a show that centers around that. Because all that happens in 2023. And that would be a big deal for Disneyland to get a new show there. Um, similarly, why not bring back parades like, um, I don't know, Magic Happens, the parade that they ran for a couple weeks and then the world shut down. Yeah, um, yeah. Get some of that stuff back.
2: Magic uh, does happen, man. That's for sure. It, it sure does. Is that and really what
1: it's called? Magic happens. Yeah, because yeah. that's it, a lot like a saying.
2: <laughs> yeah, a negative <laughs> saying. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I, yeah. I think, I, I think we we had similar discussions. We all had similar discussions two years ago or three years ago. What year is it? Nobody I don't knows. Know. <laughs> no, I barely
2: know what day it is, dude.
0: When they announced it, everybody went. Sigh magic happens what a lame title now we're like yes bring back magic happens do it (laughs) um there's probably going to be a bunch of resort stuff at walt disney world they've been doing a lot of work on the grand floridian maybe we'll get some more news on the polynesian uh dvc that you've talked about on in depth plenty (laughs) um disney dining plans might come back and we'll probably get a little more information on the retheme of Paradise Pier Hotel to Pixar Pier Hotel. Oh yeah, that, that, oh, okay. that seems like the sort of thing we'll we'll learn about, right? It's right there at Disneyland. It's they already announced it. They had some, they, they had like four concept art images. I think that's that's kind of a a, a solid one. We'll get more of a timeline on that. Um, okay, love it. Yeah, we'll probably get a theme for Tarzan's Treehouse. Why not? Everybody's been wondering if it's Encanto. Maybe we'll find out at this one. I think that's that's pretty solid to get a theme for for Tarzan. We all know it's been under construction for a while. Let's find out what it actually is. We'll get some updates on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which has been confirmed. It's a different ride, or at least the some of the elements are different than the Walt Disney World version. So we'll probably find out more about what that actually means. We'll probably find out about Toontown because that's been closed Mm -hmm. completely. Yeah. And um, Magic Band Plus at Disneyland. When's that coming out?
2: Oh, that would be so cool, dude.
0: But they I mean, they already rolled it out. Walt Disney World. They've been saying they're going to do it at Disneyland. I think it's going to happen this time. And then uh, there's probably some Encanto in there, like anywhere, somewhere. (laughs) anywhere. Right. Like more than just uh, Coco. Oh, yeah, well, we'll have some elaborate puppets yeah. that walk around. We're, we're probably going to get something significant in this, this update. Yeah,
2: apparently. So uh, the chat's sort of ticking off at this one right now. Mm. Um, I don't know why I said ticking off and it sounds like they're mad. Apparently there was a uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm offended. Yeah, there was a media. Uh, it's a media preview of D23. And uh at D23 there's a scale model of the new Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Ooh. And it looks pretty cool, dude. I'm not going to lie. I mean, of course it is. It's it's a Disney ride. They you know, they're going to do it right, obviously, but Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks great, man. Um just Google D23 updates. You'll 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 find it. Um Yeah, it looks neat. I mean, obviously there's no there's no word about what's inside the ride really based on this model, but um So that's so, yeah, anyway, there's there's a lot of stuff coming. There's a concept art about what's in the ride the journey of water attraction is getting, you know, some concept art delivering as well. The uh, Walt Dreamer statue coming to Epcot. Oh, yeah, that's getting uh, unveiled right now. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of fun stuff happening just already right now.
0: yeah, Yeah. And that that's one of those big things at Epcot where they they said the Walt statue was coming. They were going to have this large sort of memorial space that looked up over things. I, I don't know that they're going to build something quite as elaborate as they announced in uh, 2019, but um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm
2: just, just scrolling this blog to see if there's anything else
0: in there. Uh, are, you got it all? You done? Oh, no. I've got my maybes and then my insane Let's do it. predictions. Right, oh, okay. you do it. Maybes. Tomorrowland. Oh, here we go. Tokyo closed Space Mountain and is going to completely destroy it. They're they're ripping their Space Mountain completely apart and building a new attraction to open in 2027. The concept art is awesome. Uh we don't know a lot more about it. Do I think that we're going to do that in Disneyland? No. We're not going to rip it apart because we don't have the cash.
2: Yeah, there's
0: no way. But Tokyo sure. Yeah, they've they've got all the cash. Look at look at Disney Sea but I think I I certainly hope there there's been a lot of speculation about a light year overlay for space mountain the movie did poorly. I don't (laughs) know if they're going to continue with that, but I think it's, it's worth worth a look at. I I mean, really as far as attractions in, in Disneyland space mountain is pretty good because they did a complete rehaul of the track. Not that long ago. It's still very smooth compared to the magic kingdom's, Space Mountain which is still jerky as all hell and uh, yeah I don't know what's going to happen but it, people are talking maybe they'll announce something a light overlay isn't that exciting people haven't been that excited about most of the overlays at Space Mountain but we'll see what they do the kind of bigger one at uh, Tomorrowland in Disneyland is the people mover returning it's been a rumor for a while now Uh uh-huh, yep yeah. Now, it's a big rumor, but so was, like I mentioned earlier, so was closing Country Bear Jamboree or closing the Tiki Room. There's a lot of construction that needs to needs to go into it to make that track come back up to code. They've got to put in stairwells and like exit routes in case it goes down. They need to build rails. They need to reconstruct portions of the track and the buildings where rocket rods destroyed them. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it would be it would it would really please a lot of those um, unfavorable attendance mix folks. But is it really going to take up that much space or uh, that many people it, at Disney World? It really does. It does well because people see, oh, this is a short line. Oh, it's like 15 minutes long. Let's do it. And I, I think di- we all know that Disneyland could benefit from having that there. It's more emotion. It's oh, yeah, it, it's interesting. It's something that will eat more people and it's more futuristic than a bunch of cars on a track, but it's expensive. I don't know it how is. they're going to pull it off. They're not. Jeremy will owe
2: me $100. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah.
0: The interventions slash Star Wars launch base slash former Carousel of Progress Theater, all that stuff upstairs is getting a DVC lounge. We already know that, which is great. The Walt Disney World Resort has a couple of D- DVC lounges that are exclusive to members if they're, they're they're big hits they're great um let's especially since we're adding a dvc hotel or, or chunk of the disneyland hotel let, let's get some more perks for dvc members what's going to go in downstairs something has to go in downstairs that that's kind of a maybe are they going to put something in other than just seating for a weird angle of the fireworks i don't know hmm uh dca What happened to the Avengers e-ticket ride? Oh yeah, right. What happened to the Quinjet? Mm. Are we gonna do something with it this time? I don't know. It's it's very expensive. the The concept that they threw out at us years ago was that you're going to get into a Quinjet and you're going to become you're going to personalize your own heroes, and presumably you're going to have an adventure that's kind of an AR sort of thing and I, I don't know how they pull that together right now on a on a cheaper budget, but it's something the land needs. We've got we've got the the Guardians Tower. We've got Web Slingers. Those are big attractions. They they attract a lot of people. Yeah. But they promised us something next generation, something huge.
2: Right. Maybe they'll announce it. That'd be cool. I would hope they do. Yeah.
0: I hope they yeah. do. There's some stuff at Walt Disney World that they could go back to like. um uh, Stitch's Great Escape, or the extraterrestrial Ac- encounter slash mission to Mars <laughs> slash flight to the moon in Tomorrowland, uh, Magic Kingdom's Tomorrowland has some issues too. Listen to our recent episode of the Supreme Resort to hear more about Tomorrowland. Never heard of it. Um, I really so, do wish yeah.
2: they would go back to the to the graveyard and pull some of these old classics and update them and bring them back.
0: Uh, that would be that would be amazing. Yeah. But they've been talking about a Wreck It Ralph attraction in that theater. You remember, it's a circle theater. You're you're centered on something happening in the middle of the stage, and they they talked about doing a Wreck It Ralph feature pre 2020. They kind of filed some permits, and they maybe started doing some work on that space. They kind of left it, just like they kind of left a lot of the stuff at Epcot. They had big plans. The one that they've really pushed for is the new Moana uh, attraction. The the journey of water um, that's just south of Spaceship Earth. But there are things that we could do, like the we could go back to the well of the changes to Spaceship Earth. We could go back to Mary Poppins land in the UK. A lot of that seems kind of expensive. Um, something that's kind of crazy is if you if you think about it and if you ask jeremy uh he'll he'll definitely tell you because he's ready for it <laughs> sure the the 40th anniversary of epcot is coming on october 1st and we know nothing there are no oh, celebrations there's probably
2: going to be nothing happening <laughs>
0: oh yeah yeah i i saw more at the 35th celebration they're like hey we got a bunch of merch <laughs> right 35 <35." laughs> and uh, yeah there's nothing happening right now so that's kind of in the maybe section okay would you like to get to the insane area? You
2: know me, man.
0: Let's okay. Get nuts. All right. Carousel of progress at Disneyland. There are rumors that the carousel of progress will be relocated to Disneyland again.
1: No, Impossible. where would it go? No, there's no way. No,
2: There's no way.
0: That's why I labeled it insane. Yeah, yeah. there's literally <laughs> no way. That wheel
2: underneath that, that stage hasn't been moved in 25 years. Oh, it's yeah. It's storage down there. There's no... I would bet a million dollars it never happens.
0: Oh, yeah. Never happened. Completely leveling most of Tomorrowland in an overhaul. Again, Again. really expensive. Yeah. Not going to happen. No, of course not. The end of Autopia. People are saying, this is the time. They're going to remove it. Of course Autopia.
2: Yeah. Remember that time that, again, I think it's probably the same Disney Parks blog. uh, Not the Disney Parks blog, but the same Disney blog um, said that they were going to remove... Autopia for a star wars ride (laughs) right and we just were like no bro and people like well you know there's there's rumors there's concept art there's probably concept art for a thousand different things doesn't mean it's ever going to happen right it's not going to happen
0: speaking of concept art uh there there's a large a well i don't know about large there's a group of people on Dizboards dot com who have dissected the D23 poster the official expo poster
2: oh god they're baking the poster now let's see and what do they they're, say
0: they're pulling apart all of the things that will definitely be announced <sighs> uh, at the parks panel
2: okay what is it
0: Um, let's see here Uh, Tinkerbell being in the poster means that she will get a land Um, <laughs> she, will, she will get an expansion in fantasy land yep Captain America's shield means we're going to get announcement of uh, Captain America four. <laughs> These things um, can't just be like cool iconic
2: things to like draw your eye. They have to be. There right. has to You're be like, a hidden
0: meaning. Oh, I, I recognize the thing that Disney owns. Cool, I love it. Um, a Nova core ship means that there could be a holiday overlay for Cosmic Rewind. <laughs> I the, mean, the ride could that just be, came out. There could be anyways. There could be because they did it at Guardians in in DCA.
2: But the fact that the ship is on the poster doesn't mean that, right? The two are unrelated, but they still could happen. But it doesn't mean because the ship is there, people who do the artwork for the stuff are not thinking this deep. (laughs) They're not. They're not putting breadcrumbs for you guys to to bake. They're just not.
0: Oh yeah, I'm I'm leaving out a bunch of movie and TV type stuff here. Um, Elliot uh, Pete's Dragon appears in there okay um, new version of the Main Street Electrical Parade well we already have that don't you, we I mean oh you it... mean the Electrical Light Parade <laughs> yes uh, that's right the official name
2: right yes um, it's the same thing
0: Rapunzel's hair means we're going to get a tangled ride <laughs> where
2: <laughs> they're going to pull out they're going to pull out the smugglers run and they're going to put on a <laughs> tangled
0: ride yeah Oga's Cantina
2: um, will now be a tangled ride
0: uh, the the gargoyles from Haunted Mansion mean we're we're probably going to get the hatbox ghost in Haunted Mansion Magic Kingdom. I mean, um, they could, yeah, yeah, right. But again, but well, why? If it happens, it
1: equate though. Like, yeah, if it gargoy- happens,
2: it's not because they didn't give you a clue. They're not talking to you.
1: And also, wouldn't the clue be the hatbox ghost, or like the hat, or something? <laughs> yeah. Not right. a gargoyle.
2: The gargoyles mean that we're going to get a gargoyle prequel on Disney Plus. Okay. gargoyle right. sequel, uh, prequel series, live 59 action, fifty nine episodes. Yeah, live action, fifty nine <laughs> episodes, starring Josh Gad and Will Smith.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, let's see. The Nautilus from Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea and a squid's arm means we're going to get a new 20,000 leagues movie and probably updates to Trader Sam's.
2: I hate it. I hate the internet.
0: Yeah. It, everything, everything just it, they're, they're pulling apart a poster. That's clearly like,
2: look at all the crap that you love.
0: Right. Yeah. But also
2: kind of sounds fun. And I feel like we should have done that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that was the show. <laughs> maybe that was the idea. Instead
2: sort of me reading synopses.
0: And us reacting to it and me reading um, crazy fan theories. Well, that's fine.
2: That's a show. I'm
0: not. Um, Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of weird stuff going on there. Uh, People talk about Epcot pavilions. Let's get a new journey into imagination. People love figment again, but why would they recreate the attraction that everybody kind of dislikes? There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Why recreate it if people are buying figment merch? Why make a better attraction? People are already buying his merch. That's right. How does that how does that benefit?
2: Yeah. I feel like if you if you up the supply of the thing, not many people will buy the thing. Right. Supply yeah, and command. And,
0: yeah. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah. People have been into Figment for the last few years. He's in all of the festival stuff. He does food and wine. He does all of the other of course great pins and other yeah. other things. Good for him. Yeah. Um, World showcase pavilions that have been rumored forever. Brazil. Hmm. Uh, Greece
2: better be there. I'm going to riot. Lee and I will riot.
0: Also, Greece. No, Greece was not on my list. But Greece is totally on the list.
1: They're not going to add more.
0: Brazil has been at the forefront for a long time. Who cares? Uh, Switzerland with a recreation of the Matterhorn, which is an old rumor. It's so old, and then uh, Colombia with an Encanto ride.
2: Colombia, they're they're talking about legalizing cocaine in Colombia. I doubt they're going to get a pavilion. Actually, that's probably how they're going to get the pavilion. That's how they can right. afford it.
0: Right. Uh, also, my favorite crazy rumor is that this is the end. They're going to announce the end of park reservations. They will not. And never park reservations ever. It's yeah. giving them
1: so much information and so much control, mm-hmm. right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Plan ahead, people. The the days of showing up at Disneyland at like nine p.m. on a Saturday, <laughs> right? And having a having a drink mm-hmm. in Tomorrowland and watching the fireworks. Those are gone. God, like is. the
1: best too, but yeah, gone.
0: Uh, is that it, Eric? Unless we want to talk about Duffy.
2: Uh, well, let me, uh, let me finish up here real fast because Duffy sort of rounds out the whole thing.
0: Okay, that's what we were going for.
2: <laughs> so a couple more things from the, from the media preview of D23 that are literally just happening right now. Uh, a Tiana-inspired restaurant is going to be coming to New Orleans Square in Disneyland. It'll be sure. called Tiana's Place, probably, I would imagine. Um, and then there's also going to be a, uh, a boutique story store themed around... Princess and the Frog called Eudora's Chic Boutique in New Orleans Square. And there's a concept art, which, you know, has like a bunch of knickknacks and stuff like that, too. You know, I I don't mind. What am I trying to say? I think it's cool. I'm looking forward to the new ride, the retheming of Splash Mountain. It's not opening for another year, 2024. So we're going to, it's going to be a long time coming. But it already sort of feels like, Tiana's taking over New Orleans Square. Oh, yeah. And I don't well, think critter that... Critter Country, I guess. Why would it be cri- Well, yeah, but, uh, but, it's, <laughs> it, but they're, I think they're blurring the line. That's what we were talking about, I think, when it was first announced. Like, where do you draw the line? If Splash Mountain's Critter Country, and now it's going to be themed to a movie that takes place in New Orleans, right next to New Orleans Square, New Orleans Square is now claiming mm-hmm. a chunk of Critter Country. It just has to yeah. be that way. But, it, oh, yeah. but it's but there's like more IP bleeding into so sort of the best land of Disneyland because it's not really IP heavy. I mean, sort of, you have like Pieces of Eight, which is that shop outside of the exit of um mm-hmm. of Pirates, and you have Les Batons Rouge, which I guess is mildly themed to the a reference to the uh, Haunted Mansion, but that's about it. It's like kind of nice. It's kind of a nice little like jaunt through. I don't want it to have I don't want it to have more IP.
1: Where are you saying it's gonna be?
2: In New Orleans Square somewhere. Oh. Yeah. Replacing Hungry
1: Bear? Because that yeah, that's what the chat is saying.
2: Well that's what they're guessing. I don't I don't know that that's that would
1: make sense.
2: I mean, I guess, but I mean how much of critter country is gonna be taken up? Yeah, I don't don't
1: know. I mean, they're they gotta phase out critter country. If If they phase out
2: critter country country. god, this is already two hour show. If they phase (laughs) out critter country, then Winnie the Pooh has to go. So what goes in its place? That does open up for another ride. Yeah. And then what goes there? Encanto. An Encanto ride in that tiny little area? (laughs) Just because. Cool. Okay, so I said I was going to fast forward just to what is going to be live streamed. This is still on Saturday, guys. Uh, Walt Disney Imagineering, 70 years of making the impossible possible. That's at 1 p.m. for 70 years. Walt Disney Imagineering has blended imagination with cutting edge technology to create groundbreaking experiences. So you're going to join Imagineers past and present. As they discuss the core elements of storytelling and innovation. So uh Taryn, you need to watch that and we'll get some um some interview ideas. You know what I'm trying to say. What else is gonna be live streamed at 345 is explore the world with the next generation of national geographic. Yeah. Yeah, sounds great, dude. You know, what's weird, and this isn't gonna be live streamed, but they're gonna have a uh American horror story behind the screams. This is a panel on Saturday, like four o'clock. Um Fans will get inside details on how the show comes together or fashion and horror intersect. It just seems really weird. And and they don't say American horror story. It says FX's AHS. Just using the abbreviation because I was like I had to think about it. Like what are they Oh, yeah. I think that's okay. what people
1: call it. I mean, that's what it says Pretty on much. like
2: Yeah, but it's not the it's not, Hulu. it's not the brand of I don't know, man. I well, just Well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like they're hiding it on purpose. Possibly, be, but because think, it's scary.
1: Right. You don't see American horror story written anywhere anymore. It's just AHS. Oh, I
2: see it all the time.
1: You do?
0: Yeah. It's on Hulu. No, I'm not Yeah, Hulu. they started abbreviating the Simpsons too, the to the S's.
2: No, they didn't. <laughs> Shut up. Um, all right. That's that's all the live stream that's gonna be happening, everybody. That's it. That was on Sunday, I guess. Were we on Sunday already? No. Were we? Yeah, that was it.
0: All right. So how uh, are they yeah, we so the Red Goofy. Out
2: <laughs> well, right, yeah, it's true. So on, um, where did it go? On Sunday, September eleventh, um, you know, you have different panels at like six o'clock, from six to seven. Um, but really, the the highlight, the roundup, the closeout on Sunday night is at four fifteen. Unfortunately, it's not going to be streamed, but it's the world of Duffy and Friends
0: revealed. Revealed with an
2: exclamation point, Eric. Tell me about this.
0: Uh, If you didn't know about Duffy, that's okay because (laughs) Duffy never really caught on in America. Um, I would love to do a full episode on Duffy someday. He's
2: Japanese, right? He's a Japanese guy.
0: (laughs) Well, they tried to roll him out in America, but he really caught on in Japan. And there's a whole like pantheon of Duffy's friends that exist in Japan. There's even a specific like Olani. in, in Hawaii, character called Olumel that you can only get there in Hawaii. Uh, it, it's a giant thing. People love uh, Duffy, but overseas. Here in yeah. America, they're like, well, hey. No
1: yeah, he's just remember, a teddy bear.
0: Right. Yeah, I remember seeing him like, why is there a teddy bear standing here at Epcot? Well, when they, they know, first tried rolling it out.
2: They also had a gazebo for him that you can take pictures with Duffy on um, in Paradise Pier ah. next to um, that restaurant. We could never get in the Cove Bar, the Cove Bar.
0: And I was oh. like, "Who?"
2: that was my first experience with Duffy? I was like, Who is Duffy? Because he was never there. And then we right. finally saw him We're like, oh, it's just, oh, it's the bear. And he's like Mickey's bear that he takes around the world on his adventures or whatever. I'm like, yeah, you're a grown man with a house and a car and you're married and you're taking your stuffed bear around with you, dude. So I can relate. Yeah, me too. Honestly, I'm just trying to be tough, guys, because I have my tank top on. So I feel very <laughs> aggressive. This tank top will elevate your testosterone and make you hyper aggressive. Guys, sorry.
0: Well, anyway, yeah, there's a panel on this, and there's a whole lot of stuff. They keep rolling out new versions of Duffy's friends. They keep rolling out new Duffy friends, and um I wonder if there's 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 a mine of content there. I wonder if it's
2: just to um find something that hits finally, find something that lands, or just to you know keep the money coming or
0: in both. America, you mean yeah, yeah,
2: maybe because i I don't see him anymore. I don't see anybody rocking Duffy. Oh yeah. The only people I see rocking Duffy are, um, you know, what I imagine are visitors from, from Asia coming over. You know, I've seen people like carrying Duffy dolls like around.
0: Hmm. Well, maybe this is Duffy's big brick.
2: I love it. I think it'll be great. Bless yep. Duffy,
0: dude. Up, up Duffy. There we go. Um, all right. Disney
2: uh, D23 panel. I think we covered most of it. Should we watch some of this and comment on it? We still haven't talked about it. We'll text about it, I guess. Let's Might be kind of that. fun. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'll just do it. Because during the day, a lot of us during the day, Eric has a real job. <laughs> but maybe not on Saturday. Maybe on Saturday we should just do it. Eh, I don't know. I'll text. Anyway, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> no one cares. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks, Taryn, for sweating it out with me in this studio. It's
1: actually kind of cool in here now.
2: Is it? Oh, you got the fan on you. I put the fan twenty feet away.
1: Oh, you do, yeah.
2: Yeah, I can't. It's I'm around the corner, so that's how much I care. Thanks. Or I'm bad at geometry. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, everybody, for tuning in. I appreciate it. And until next time, oh, uh, we'll see in the parks, but also uh, in depth will be probably be happening next week. so that will be fun. All right, thanks, guys. Uh, we'll see you.